Dr. Matenji is on the line. Good morning, Doc. Good morning, family. It's so lovely to talk to you on this beautiful, hi, cold Doctor. Monday morning. Hi, hi. Yeah. And, and, and we keep things warm with the fascinating discussions such as these. Yeah. You know, on a Monday, we start telling people about crisis. Hey, it starts the week in a very bad way. So mm. I want to phrase it differently because mm. your frame of reference about this is important. Now, understanding the fact that um, all of us are going to go through stages irrespective of your age. There's going to be a part in your life where you have to transition from either a high school to go to tertiary or from tertiary to go to work. There are phases that you're going to go through in your life. But what we're talking about in terms of midlife crisis is that transition in terms of your sense of who you are, in terms of how you feel you've accomplished what you had set out to accomplish in your life. It might be also an opportunity for you to redefine whatever it is that help you feel like you've accomplished a particular kind of life and maybe the things that you had made decisions on, the choices that you had made, whether it really the, res- the results that you wanted. So it's a time of very deep reflection, deep in- uh, introspection, and then self-evaluation. And for some people, it's also that opportunity to see if there's a misalignment in terms mm-hmm. of where I started and where I wanted to go. And because there's a misalignment, then there's some kind of attunement that I need. But it's also that opportunity for you to self-correct. If you put it that way, then you understand that if you, if you are fo- so focusing on the fact of you are reflecting on your life, there's an opportunity for you to self-correct. If you are offline, it is also an opportunity for you to learn more and learn how to deal with change and transitioning from one phase of your life to coming to the next part. So um, let's talk about this age thing. You know, is age nothing but a number when we talk about this midlife situation? And how do we interpret that? No, it isn't just a thing, and and it's not just a number because of it's not necessarily that you are in your cities, um, then you're going to experience midlife crisis, or you are in your forties to sixty-five, which is what is typically defined as a period where most uh, middle-aged people experience midlife crisis. Mm. But there's other things that can be uh, indicated in terms of that. The fact that you are the only one who's not yet married. Everybody else has got a child. You are working, you are earning the salary that you should be earning, you've achieved whatever career success you have, but you are single. And everywhere, whenever you go to family functions, everywhere, people are asking you, when are you bringing us a grandchild? When are you getting married? So you find that because of your peer group, they've achieved particular milestones. Everybody, society expects that you should also be there. But it might also be because of you are in a career or you are in a relationship that is no longer fulfilling you. When you look around, you realize everybody else around me is, is, is getting divorced. Why am I still in this marriage where I'm not happy? I'm in, my, in a company where I'm not fulfilled. I'm having a boss who's, who's bullying me. Why am I the one who's not happy? And then you start actually reevaluating your life because you realize that you want more. And that puts you in a space where you're feeling a sense of overwhelm, that I am not happy with where I am. This is not where I set out to be at this time. I'm not happy with the things that are happening. I'm not getting that sense of accomplishment and that the life is going on a trajectory that I was anticipating. And you want to make a change. But yes, a lot of us refer to midlife crisis as that middle-aged period that people have between the ages of 45 and 65. And as a result, people are now looking at the fact that they're facing their own mortality. They are facing parents who are passing away, there's friends who are passing away, everybody has got diabetes or sugar or high blood pressure, and people are realizing that, look, life is very fragile, and now they're trying to reevaluate how they're going to spend the mm. latter part of their life. Mm. I think it's also important, talk to identify it. Um yeah. When it happens. And I think sometimes we battle and we end up asking ourselves the wrong questions because we don't really know what what's going on with us. So how, how do we, you know, sort of practically identify it? Yes, you mentioned some examples about achievements, etc. 
but but is it also about behavior is it in the things we do that maybe we should or shouldn't be doing at that age etc so what will happen is is that when you are experiencing midlife crisis you actually have you might find that you have remorse for some of the choices that you have made you are aware that as you are aging the next phase of your life you don't feel prepared to do it or that you're not happy that you, you are still going to be stuck in the same situation like with men and women they might experience it differently but you find that the person is saying i made i, I fell in love with this person or i made this career choice but it's not what i want to do i'm not happy with it it's not part of how i define myself and they want to transition to the next phase but also it's an awareness that you actually made sacrifices that now looking back, you are not happy with those sacrifices. And mm. it's an opportunity for you to rediscover that life and then go back and do the things that you denied yourself from doing. And then there's also the things about the fact that if you have not been able to do a lot of introspection and realignment in your life, because of the age that you are in, you are forced to reevaluate, whether it's financial choices, career choices, partial relationships, decisions about children and family, mm-hmm. about your parents passing away, or physical changes in terms of your body, that now your, your body is failing, you are not necessarily in the peak of your health, mm-hmm. and now you have to reevaluate where you're going. So that might happen. But the key thing is it's a state of transition. It doesn't mean it's the end. And because of how you handle change, it could be an indication that you have not necessarily been able to be introspective and realigned all the time, checking in with yourself, and that you don't have the skills to cope with it. And so it affects your mental and your physical and your psychological well-being. Mm. I love the fact that you, you allude to this transition because that, yeah. that's, that, that's what it is. I mean, how do we manage this transition better? Is there a way? Because it will happen, clearly, based on what you're saying. These are things that happen to people. Everything you've said, I've seen before, I've heard before, I've probably experienced too. So how do we manage this moment so that we don't fall apart? Remember that we've always advocated on this uh, program for you to be a lifelong learner. Be that kind of person who understands that if I do not lead the change in my life, life is going to force me to change it. So it's an opportunity for you to be elastic, to actually recognize that what I'm going through is normal. It is healthy. I'm not crazy. Yes, I'm realigning. I'm finding things about my life that I'm not happy about. And I want to self-correct. And I can't do it on my own because I'm overwhelmed. I want to go and get help. So recognize that first. Be honest with yourself. The second thing is that highlight the areas that you're not happy with. Is it about your health? Is it about your relationship with your parents? Is it about the life partner you've chosen, the career? Whatever it is that is, a, that is creating the trigger for your state of overwhelm, highlight it because that actually tells you where you need to realize. And sometimes when people come for coaching, we give them the wheel of life so that they do work-life balance. You might find that you actually realize that you've been upset with your pastor for years and you've been estranged from God and your spirituality is now coming into being because you're losing people to COVID and you're thinking, what happens if I die? So you need that spiritual realignment. So it's it's okay for you to to identify that area and then recognize what do I need to do and who do I need to speak to in terms of getting that sense of uh, alignment. And then thirdly, understand that there might be choices that you have made that you are now regretful. And there's a sense of lamentation and remorse and, and just discontent at the fact that how did I get myself here? Some of us, we go through life going on um, autopilot and it's only crises that have to do with change that show us that you've been on autopilot. You've been sleeping mm. through your life. 
been living one day at a time without thinking about where am I going. This is an opportunity for you to wake up. Yes, it's a club over your head, but it's an opportunity for you to say, okay, now I'm going to take charge. And then if I take charge, where do I want to prioritize? And what do I need to learn? What are the skills and competencies that I need to develop to be able to manage my life better and have mastery over my life? Mm, indeed. Doc, we've got a couple of voice notes here that I'd like to play. Um, and uh, There's a tweet here that I saw from uh, Cleaning Soma saying, I think it's not normal, um, this midlife crisis thing, because y- you start complaining about everything. You're always short-tempered. <laughs> everything is just a problem. That's just one comment. Uh, here's uh, another comment on our WhatsApp line. <laughs> I wanted to inquire as to whether if you're dating and you're dating a 10 years younger gentleman, yeah. does that qualify as a midlife crisis? Ah. <laughs> 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 Oh man, Doc! Um, I, I love just the the, the flippant nature of uh, the comments and the questions. I mean, yeah. it's it is what it is, Doc. And uh, maybe we can start with the the last one. Yeah. Because I think everybody in the room is uh, probably finds this relevant. Um, listening in, dating somebody much much younger as a woman in that case is that a midlife crisis? All right, Kuga. Dating a Ben Eleven. You know. What um, you, you know, one of my mentors in my career always used to say that you are only as young as the man on your arm. Wow. If you define your sexuality, your identity, your virility as a woman, and your potency about your curves and everything about you, and you define it in terms of the age group of where you are at, that's your choice. There are people out there who are liberated enough to know that if I mean, oh. who are you to judge? <laughs> you know, it is about where you are and how you define yourself. As we said, it is an opportunity for you to reconnect and redefine your sense of who you are, your self-concept, mm-hmm. as well as making the choices that actually make you feel like you're living your best life. However, <laughs> there are choices that you could be making that are actually detrimental to you. And that is why if you are going through this phase, it's important for you to understand what those triggers are. Because if you're going to make hasty decisions and you're going to do things that impact the longevity of your life and the people around you, it's important that you take stock of that. Because some of us, we think about, no, I'm having a midlife, I'm going to get a motorbike. You're not necessarily thinking about what happens if you get involved in a car accident. Somebody else must come and take care of you. Or you're going to be promiscuous and sleep with as many people as you want. You come back with HIV and you expect somebody who you dated or you married and mentioned on to take care of you in the latter part of your life. So some of the choices that people make while they're going through this period of transition actually ends up being detrimental to them and the people that are within the proximal circle. Hmm. And then what about uh, the other comment um, where, where you, you're getting older and older? Yeah. Um, or, or let Party me say, yeah, you're growing in age. I, I hate this word old. Um, but you're always at groove, Doc. And um, yes, you, you have a child, maybe a second yeah. one, but you're still there, Sila. I mean, is, there, is that another sign of a midlife crisis? Is there a point at which you need to say, nope, I need to slow down on the partying. I shouldn't be out there and uh, doing whatever. I mean, I, I don't know. You know, I, I, um, yeah. We, we are crossing a line between talking about the fact that a person is trying to deal with the changes of their life, the state that they're in, as well as what society judges. 
And when you are actually on a journey about personal mastery and about um, understanding who you are, you understand that you can hold your own views and philosophies in one hand as well as what society has. It's neither or. When you grow up, especially when you get past a certain age, you realize that there's a continuum over what you are able to do. It's not just black and white. There's shades of gray in between. Mm. And when a person is very quick to judge because they come a particular frame of reference or a stretch of interpretation, it's more a reflection of them than it is about you. So if somebody's going to wear a muscle top, go one pack, and then they're being told, oh, no, you're still struggling with being an old man and you're middle-aged. It's a you problem. They are comfortable wearing their one pack with, their, with you know, shiny pants and a, a muscle top. It's what they are going through. And for some people, because of how we judge them, because they're struggling to deal with the changes the way that we expect, we make it even harder. And that's why it becomes more isolating and it creates depression uh, and feelings of self-reproach to other people. And if you are in that phase, Understand that you need to slow down. It's an opportunity for you to reflect. Find somebody that you can talk to who's not going to judge you. Understand what you're going through and why you're going through it. Also allow yourself the opportunity to go through this phase. Let the emotions wash over you. Don't let change and what's happening paralyze you. When you are learning to reconnect with yourself and have that sense of deep personal achievement with yourself, it will require a bit of adjustment. It's going to be scary and it's going to be painful. Don't let that intimidate you. Mm. It's an opportunity for you to learn to be better. And then there's what we call self-compassion. They can be laughing at you that you're riding a motorbike or that you're dating somebody who's 20 years younger than you or that you're growing dreadlocks when you are bored. The point <laughs> is, have self-compassion. You cannot expect people to have compassion for you when you do not. Handle yourself with kindness. Make sure you don't engage in behaviors that is self-harming because that's part of what is going to make you go down the grave sooner than you intended to. Mm. Oh, Doc, uh, this is such a fascinating conversation and I, I thoroughly enjoyed this and I know that um, it, it's one that lands with a lot of people. Sure. I mean, there are many people who listen to this show who are millennials and... Uh, um, we'll and have beyond. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we'll certainly connect with this conversation um, one way or the other. Thank you so much for your time. Yeah. Absolute pleasure. Have a good week, guys. All Thanks, right. Doc. Dr. Sure. Matenti on The Morning Flavor. Follow her on Twitter at Team Atent. And uh, yeah, you can uh, check out her website as well. All the details are there. Dineo is here. She's um, she is. coming through. She's here in the person. Yep. She's on the bridge next. So we're looking forward to that from 9 to 12. Thank you so much for tuning in on this Monday. And uh, we hope it's going to be a great end to May and a beautiful start to June tomorrow. All right. From us. Good morning. Good day. And good vibes. Paul Shongwe's favorite song right now. Banke, banke.